재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 megahertz in Seoul and surrounding areas. The weekend's almost here, so we carve out a little bit of time to think about travel and places to go, and also more broadly, sort of the industry and economics and aesthetics of tourism. It's a little thing we do called talking tourism. We have our own professional tourist in the house. Her name is Jimin Yoon. Hey, Jimin. Hello. So, Jimin, tourism is meant to be always, I think, interesting uh, and fulfilling in some way, but it doesn't always have to be fun, and it doesn't always have to be light, and so we're heading in a sort of direction today where we talk about so-called dark tourism, um, where you see something that that helps you learn, helps you grow, Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily fun and games. Yes. So when we say dark tourism, it's generally a tourism involving travel to places historically associated with death or tragedy. Mm-hmm. So, as you said, it's more heavy, I guess, compared to other leisure tourism. For example, if you go in France to mm-hmm. that cemetery where all of the yes. veterans, you know, mm-hmm. uh, fell in World War II. Mm-hmm. That's not fun, that's not light, but mm-hmm. it sure is meaningful. Mm-hmm. And also the catacombs or the sites of massacre are all parts of the dark tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the main attraction is to connect with history, right? Mm-hmm. So, main attraction to dark locations are mostly having historic and educational values. So, there are some criticisms saying that such like commercialization and ning can lead to exploitation of the values that sites are having. Sure. But still, there are a lot of like families go to learn more about the history sure. and show their grief to the people who were uh, like the victims of the war time sure. and all. Some teaching moments mm-hmm. for the kids, yes. too, if you take them along. Mm-hmm. Why don't you uh, give us a few examples of some well-known dark tourism mm-hmm. sites? The one that I have been to would be the Auschwitz Museum in Krakow, Poland. Mm. It is a place of genocide where approximately 1.5 million people were killed during the World War II. Mm. And the museum was founded in 1947, so it has been quite long. And it compromises approximately like, like 150 buildings and 300 ruins, so it's huge. Sure. Yeah, I went to a couple of those camps in Germany mm-hmm. when I was over there, mm-hmm. and uh, quite routinely, the schools take mm-hmm. uh, kids yeah. on a trip mm-hmm. and uh, explain it, and it's it's like a field trip, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, not a fun field trip, but it's something that uh, the kids are different at the mm-hmm. end of the day when they see that stuff. Yeah, so if you go there, the original roads and fences and the railway le- ramps and everything is well-preserved, and... Like the camp itself is also designated as one of the UNESCO's World Heritage sure. sites, so it has the educational values and everything. And every year, millions of visitors from around the world visit the museum. Yeah, you were saying you have to handle those kind of sites in a particular way. You can't mm-hmm. be too commercial about it. You can't sure. exploit it. You can't be tacky in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I imagine a place like Auschwitz, even though it uh, you know conducts tours and it allows tourists, they must mm-hmm. have some rules. Yeah, so what I was surprised is that if you go to the Auschwitz, everyone should follow the guided tour. So the museum has a strict rule, as you said. The All of the visitors should be in a guided group tour. Yes. And my guide was a descendant of the Polish victim. So yes. it was very special moment for me to actually meet with those people. Mm-hmm. And what I was surprised also is that children under age of 14 are not recommended to enter. And... 
on that note, I thought it was very great to be with a tour guide. Yes. And because everyone should behave appropriately. So no one can behave inappropriately if there is a tour guide. Sure. You. Yeah, yeah. No horsing around, no wearing inappropriate clothing. Mm-hmm. Kids under 14, you know, by and large, they want to run around and they're, they're, they haven't quite acquired the gravitas yet to go mm-hmm. to a site. Sure. You know, there are exceptions, of course, but mm-hmm. usually kids at that age want to have fun Mm -hmm. and it's appropriate for Um, preteens how about some other sites well Ground Zero in New York City sure which is actually I mean it's still Ground Zero of course Mm -hmm. but uh, it's no longer quite as Ground Zero esque as it was when it was that pit in the ground Mm -hmm. now it's built over and it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. piece of real estate with buildings on it Mm -hmm. and of course there's a memorial uh, but it was all the more impressive, you might say, or all the more striking when it was just this pit in the ground for yeah. however many years it was. So they have uh, changed the site, as you said. They have the National 911 Memorial there, and it's actually located at the site of the former Twin Towers that were destroyed. Yes. And it features two enormous waterfalls and the reflecting pools with the, all the names of the victims uh, carved in. I see. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it yet. I, know, I didn't go and see the old Ground Zero mm-hmm. either. I just saw it on television a whole lot. I remember mm-hmm. we, we were doing news, yeah. and we would cut away to a live shot of that, and it was mm-hmm. smoking. It's, it it mm-hmm. continued to smoke and smolder for like two weeks, mm-hmm. two, three weeks. About yeah. 3,000 people lost mm-hmm. in that. So How do they handle tours there? So they have the museum inside the 911 Memorial. So exhibits in the museum include images, artifacts, oral histories, and, and the, even the videos of the dead provided by the friends and the Mm, loved ones mm. so a lot of visitors also do tours and they have all the tour guides and most of the tour guides are people who have personal connections to the events of 911 so it's more special and also the i was surprised that the museum also gives the special consideration groups for admissions so 911 family members and the 911 rescue and recovery workers are free to enter the museum sure that Mm -hmm. that makes good sense Mm -hmm. so we're getting a sense uh, of what dark tourism is all about Mm -hmm. uh you know it's a place that's very meaningful uh interesting uh, something to even talk about at the end of the day, but uh, it, it, it's not fun. Any el- anything mm-hmm. else we should note about it? Well, dark tourism, I think it provides a lens through which to look at society at present and even in the past. So I think it is very important to have a clear message to give because for the dark tourism side, the line between memorialization and commercialization can be unclear. Yes, indeed. So there are no clear guidelines on the ethics of marketing and promoting these sites. So I mean, every tourist, tourism spot, every mm-hmm. museum and so on has a, a gift shop usually. Um, but I cannot imagine an Auschwitz gift shop or mm-hmm. a 9-11 gift yes. shop. Um, mm-hmm. They don't have one, do they, at 9-11? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I can imagine within very, very strict boundaries of taste, maybe there's a, a book or something you could buy, but mm-hmm. you couldn't do the usual kitsch. You don't have yes. 9-11 coffee mm-hmm. mugs and things like that. That mm-hmm. would be ridiculous. Yeah. So as you said, although like grief and memorial needs to come first, sometimes it can be hard for the the people who are running the museums and like those people, like when you make such history visible and displayable for visitors, it's the, like it, it can be unclear. So it's... I think it's very hard to like be careful with those kind of dark tourism sites. Yes. And like it's because memorial venues need to incorporate not just how people were killed but how they lived. So it's more about like bringing people come back to like life. Yeah, you have to tell a full story. Mm-hmm. We have some here in Korea some dark tourism sites, right? Mhm. Yeah, I think in Korea like um there are 
actually many dark tourism sites. It's been a dark history. Yes. And one of the major attractions can be the Sodemun Prison History Hall. Yes. I think it's a very important historic site we need to preserve and let more people know about our tragic history. That is a very dark site. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, for this program, about a year or so ago, I went there. Uh, right around now, right around Liberation Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see the, the, the prison cells uh, yes. where you know people were kept by during the Japanese occupation. You see mm-hmm. a gallows area where mm-hmm. people were hanged. Yeah. Uh, it is not a fun place to go, mm-hmm. but it, you certainly learn. Yeah, the site is open to public, and although there is a guided tour, most of people tour the area by themselves. As like a lot of people come for an education purpose, like school field trip, and a lot of like parents bring their kids to the museum. Yep. And for the as there are many like kids visitors, there are like some experiential programs. Kids can try out some torturing tools and or like imprisonment themselves. Yeah, and feel what it's like yeah. to be in one of those teeny tiny mm-hmm. things, and especially in the summer when it's so hot. Mm-hmm. Imagine rotting there all day and yeah. night. Well, I think the purpose is very nice, but it's without a tour guide, the kids cannot like fully understand how it how it was before. Yeah. So I think it would be good to have like a. Like a fully guided tour for those kind of historic sites. Okay, so what you're saying is take a take a page or two out of the Auschwitz book, how they handle the decorum mm-hmm. and the necessity of having a tour guide, and apply that to the Sade Moon mm-hmm. site. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And I think it is very important for us to think about what are the message that we need to give to the visitors, because we can, as I said, it, we can improve like how we view the site and how we can like go inside and the atmosphere itself. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's uh, one of the important sites that you can see here. It's very easily accessible over in mm-hmm. Sodemun. Moon. Um, I think uh, mm-hmm. important to view. Another thing, I think, uh, I don't know if you'd qualify this as dark tourism. I guess it is sort of dark, but very real and very historic is the DMZ. It's yes. one of the very first things I wanted to see mm-hmm. when I came to Korea. Yeah, it's rather related to the tragedy than death, I think, yeah. because it's currently going ongoing, it's ongoing. like history. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a unique spot, and it. DMZ is like one of the most popular sites in Korea right now sure. because a lot of tourists come and like go visit and it's ongoing so I think it's um I think we can really actually not like promote but more like a uh, improve the way of people come and visit and learn more about the history. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um the if they almost downplay it um, mm-hmm. I, I, there is no other place on earth that I can think of with a DMZ between two halves of the same country. I mean, there used to be the Berlin Wall, mm-hmm. uh, and that was interesting to see. But uh, there's so many stories, like the the tree cutting incident and the Freedom Village and mm-hmm. the Propaganda Village, and you can peek across. Uh, I don't think Koreans can they go to Panmunjom, South I, Koreans. I don't think we're not allowed. They're not yeah, allowed, right? But international visitors, to, mm-hmm. to go to Panmunjom and to stare across, yes. you know, 20 feet away from you as a North Korean taking a picture mm-hmm. of you and kind of checking you out. Uh, it's an incredibly mm-hmm. tense moment in yes. a way. You know, there are very special rules. You have to wear mm-hmm. very specific things when you go there. You have to behave in certain ways. Your camera focal length cannot yeah. be a certain length. So and it's a very good example of mm-hmm. how to manage dark tourism. Yeah, I think it is very important to give like unique experiences to the visitors for the dark tourism site because it's the experience that you can only have there. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, promoting it and mm-hmm. packaging it is something that has to be done with a little bit of finesse. You sure. don't, you know, mm-hmm. proclaim to the world, "Hey, DMZ, come have fun." Yes. But there's a I, I'm sure you could find a certain phraseology and a certain mm-hmm. verbiage where you said there is no history becomes real here. Mm-hmm. And 
And this is at the heart of uh, geopolitics, you could mm-hmm. say. Sure. Dark tourism. It's not fun and games, but it's important. Uh, G-Min, thanks for sketching it out for us. Thank you. And Koreascape returns right after this.